two, three. Hey, what's up, everybody? Father Paul here. A uh, little intro to the intro, if that's even a thing. So, uh, as you may know, that many of my episodes lately have been a little bit longer, unedited, uh, long. Uh, what, what's it like? Long interview format, which I really like. Uh, really good. And um, this episode is a little bit shorter than the ones that we've been doing. It originally was an hour and 20 minutes, but I cut about 22 minutes out of it. Not that it wasn't good. It actually really was. And I cut out some really good stuff and some funny stuff and some, you know, powerful moving stuff. But here's the deal. Uh, we wanted to talk about and promote Theotokos Kids. I'm somebody who likes backstories. I like details. I ask a lot of questions. So even though there was a lot of great stuff, we took a while before we even got into talking about Theotokos Kids. So I cut out about 22 minutes. Um, and even so now, it's about 58 minutes long. If you want to go directly to where we start talking about the product and the ministry of Theotokos Kids, it's around like... 23 minutes or 2250 or whatever. Um, so you could just check that out. But honestly, Veronica has a great backstory. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, I want to highlight kickstarter.com. Go to kickstarter.com, type in in the search either Catholic kids or Catholic children or Theotokos kids. Kickstarter.com. They're launching a brand new uh, Marian books and a plush doll. Go to Kickstarter, listen to the episode, download, rate, review, share. And also, I am going to put a link. I, I, I've taken it off for the past couple of months, but I talked to a lawyer, and I can put a link for donations for the podcast as long as you know at this time that they are non-tax deductible. So they would be more considered gifts to the podcast rather than tax deductible donations, gifts rather than donations until I were to become a nonprofit. So if you want to do that, no pressure, but it'll certainly help with the monthly cost of the podcast, the monthly paying off of, of the bills from all the equipment that was purchased for this podcast. Um, but listen, in this episode, particularly check out Theotokos Kids, kickstarter.com, type in Catholic children, it'll come up. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Share this episode. Talk about it. I'm excited. Peace in the Middle East. Welcome back, holy messes, to another episode of A Holy Mess with His Holy Mess, Father Paul. Thank you for being here, everybody. Thank you. Do me a favor right now. Pause my voice. Pause this. Download, subscribe, rate, review, and share. Share this podcast. Rate it. Review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Just, just do it right now. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right. So... Here we are. Uh, it is uh, Monday night. It's a little late, but not too late. And I am very grateful to have on with me Veronica Caballero. Did I say it right? Caballero? Yeah. yeah. I, I apologize. I am truly a gringo. I apologize. Um, so uh, Veronica and I have uh, technically known each other for, you know, what's actually special about this, Veronica, is literally... 10 years ago, 10 years ago, you and I were at World Youth Day together in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. 
uh, which is, I think, how we met, correct? Yeah, correct. That's so funny. It was 10 years ago. <laughs> it was 2013. It yep. was Pope Francis's first World Youth Day. Uh, and one of the things that I always remember about you is that um, we were in Rio and Pope Francis uh, was giving a talk at adoration or during the adoration the night before the big mass. And he was speaking in Spanish and I didn't, I didn't understand. And you so graciously translated for me, you stood right next to me and you, to the best of your ability, you translated everything that he was saying. And there I was able then to understand what was happening. And I was so very grateful for that. So grateful. So thank you so much for translating. Oh, great, of course. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that was the best. It your, was mom, your mom was on that trip too, right? She was. Yeah, that was, I remember because I was 16 years old and we used my sweet 16 money to go on that trip. Wow. I remember, yeah, we were both there. Yep. We went with the Archdiocese of Newark Youth and Young Adult Office, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, with Father Bismarck. Father with Bismarck. Father you, did, your, did your mother used to work for the Archdiocese yeah. of Newark? She did for 10 years, yeah. And your what office? In the Office of Evangelization? She was the director of the Office of Evangelization. Yeah. She was? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up with that. Oh, all right. All right, cool. And mm -hmm. you are, are you originally from New Jersey? Were you born and raised here? Uh, well, I was born in Boston, raised in New Jersey. So grew up in the Archdiocese of Newark my whole life. We, My husband and I just moved to Florida, like, I guess not just, but two years ago now. So but always in the Archdiocese of Newark. We're always there. Yeah, it's so fun. I mean, like, I know you're married now and I know you have kids, but like really the only time I, I, I knew you and spent with you was 10 years ago and you were 16. So the fact that you're like, you know, 26 now and you're married and you have three children, it's like, where in the world did the time go? It's Literally, so that's how I feel. I'm like, I was just a teenager. Yeah, at that holy mess in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you remember sleeping on that beach? Yeah. Like people tell me about, they're like, yeah, I was just a world youth day. I'm like, where did you sleep? Where were you? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say something right. This has nothing to do with the topic of the episode that we're getting into, but that's okay. It's, this is just the intro to it. So um, for me, what <laughs> it was, it was a very powerful experience, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to just say two things. I felt like, after I was around that many people, almost like 2 million people for a week, I mean, we were shoved into buses like sardines, the streets, like there was no place to walk. There was garbage yeah. everywhere, everywhere. I remember thinking like, um, when I get home, I want every single shot of every vaccine in the entire world. Like I want, I want everything. I, 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 you know, this was way before COVID even existed, but, and I wanted like every vitamin I wanted, I just wanted to get shot up with everything. Okay. I've never been, you know, so I just remember feeling like, Oh my gosh. Oh my, you know, because I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit of a of a of a, of a nervous. Uh, what does my my uh, my nephew call it? a nervous Nelly? A nervous Nelly, a little uh -huh. bit of germaphobe, germ even before COVID. All right, so we spoke a couple months ago. You had uh, given me a, a phone call. You had let me know about um, this ministry that you're doing, 
and we spoke for a little bit and I said, Hey, listen, you know, I, I just started this podcast. I actually, I think we spoke like right when I was just beginning the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I said, I hardly have any listeners, but if you, you know, if you ever want to come on or whatever, you know, please come on. And I'm so glad that, you know, you took me up on it and now here we are. So why don't you tell us about it? Why don't you tell us about I, the name of your, you and your husband's ministry is the name of the entire ministry Theotokos Kids? Yeah, it is. So first of all, I'm so grateful that to even be here. It's it's an honor to be here on the podcast. And it's fun to be here again with you, Father Paul, that I've been keeping up with you through Facebook and through the Archdiocese and everything as I've grown up in the Archdiocese and, and now keeping up through Facebook. So thank you for having me on the podcast. You're very welcome. Um, Theo, yeah, Theotokos Kids is the name of our family business, I guess. Um, and it is a ministry. Theotokos Kids. So the name came from, uh, my husband actually came up with the name and the logo. Um, Theotokos is Greek for mother of God. And so that's where the name came from. We're very Marian. We're both consecrated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, On our honeymoon, we went to Playa del Carmen in Mexico, but then also Mexico City to visit Our Lady of Guadalupe to consecrate our marriage to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, and so we love her. We, we love our lady so much. And so how appropriate that we would name our business after her. And so kids is for, we wanted it to be fun, um, for little ones. And yeah, that's the name of our business. Um, what what made you like, where did it come from? What, what, you know, was this like a thought that you had even before you guys were married? Like, where did we like, Hey, you know, we want to start a a ministry called Theotokos kids. And which was primarily, correct me if I'm wrong, a, a ministry of, of books, of literature for children, right? Yeah. So what's the origin of this? Where did this come from? Why did you want to do it? Yeah. So this is fun because I tell this story in bits and pieces here and there, but I've never had like a long formal interview where I can tell the whole story. So I love this. Hey, take your time. So were you even always into your faith? Like, why are you so merry and why are you such a, oh, yeah. a practicing Catholic? That's the difference where I'm like, what should we start first? Should we start with the faith? Well, go ahead. I mean, yeah. How did you get to where you are now? Why are you now yeah. devoting this ministry to helping families and children get closer to our, our Lord, get closer to our blessed mother, who's going to bring them closer to the Lord? Like, what's up? What's your, what's your, I mean, what you want to share, but what's yeah. your story a little bit? Whatever yeah, you're comfortable sure. talking about. Yeah, for sure. So um, it actually ties into the intro right around World Youth Day. That was like the beginning of my um personal relationship with the Lord. So in the intro, we spoke about too how my mom used to work for the Archdiocese of Newark. And so I grew up with that um, active faith life um, or seeing my mom, I guess, actively work in the new evangelization, quite literally in the office of evangelization. Um, I was raised Catholic, born and raised Catholic, um, very Catholic. My mom graduated from Franciscan University and so I grew up going to all of the events that she put on working for the archdiocese. Um, she led retreats and like why Catholic programs and all these programs at different parishes. And I grew up seeing these different movements and just uh, a very diverse view of the church. And, you know, as a little girl, I said, I don't know what the heck she does, but I want to do what she does. I want to like tell others about God. And then I hit around like, 12, 13, 14, where I'm like, 
like this is way too much. <laughs> I don't, I want to run away. No more God. No, thank you. Because she would drag me to all these events growing up. And like when you're a little girl, whatever I would hang. But as I got older, I'm like, no, thanks. Um, and then eighth grade, freshman year of high school. I, I mean, freshman year of high school is a different ballpark. It's just like a whole new world. And so freshman year of high school, um, I went to a, very popular Catholic school. I won't bash him. A very popular Catholic school in the Archdiocese of North High, Catholic High School, and um, it was it was just like a whole new social scene, a whole new like high school. Is like even in this Catholic school, which is sad, but it's a reality. Was like try everything, like parties and drinking. And thankfully, I never, by the grace of God, I never got to go to a party because I guess my lies just didn't add up with my mom's pretend. Maybe my mom was too wise and too on it that I just couldn't you figure. You weren't a good liar. I was. I don't know if I wasn't a good liar or like the. I don't know what happened, but like by the grace of God, I never got to go to a party. But I did still try whatever I could at my friend's house. So we're, there was just a lot of trying different things. Yeah, and around the eighth grade, I started like. Um, becoming real depressed. And I don't know where that stems from. I find that it's a lot more common nowadays with young um, kids with teens, this depression, anxiety, it's like the norm. So anyway, so I went through that eighth grade, I don't know where it came from, but eighth grade and freshman year and freshman year, I noticed I was dealing with this depression. I noticed that um, I was trying all these different things to look for happiness. And I wasn't finding it. I noticed that it was like a temporary joy. Thank God that I noticed that. But I was like, okay, try hanging out with these friends. Um, I would be happy for a moment. You know, try drinking with these friends. I would be happy on a Friday night and Saturday morning, wake up super depressed. And it would be like that. Episodes of trying different things, looking for happiness here in friends and guys and drinking and, and all these different things. And I just didn't feel like a true joy. It was like a temporary happiness. I'm like, and I remember that my mom growing up would talk to me about God and God and God and God and God and God. And so I remember one time at mass, or maybe it was over a series of times. Yeah, one time at mass, I was thinking to myself, like, well, I'm trying all these things. There's only one thing that I haven't tried, and it's God. I'm like, well, let me try it because I haven't tried anything else. Let me try it. So my mom um, having you know, worked for the Archdiocese of Newark, had all the hookups to all the resources for converting teens. So there was an event. So so over the period of a couple of months or, or two, three years, uh, the Lord was knocking on my heart at different moments, very spaced out. So the first moment I remember was um, there's a there's a ministry, a multimedia ministry in the Archdiocese of Newark called Array of Hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so there was an Array of Hope show um, or a concert that they put on and I was maybe 14 and um, it was at one of those events. I was just like, whatever, hanging out with my mom. I'm like, okay, I'll go for you. They showed a video that really resonated with me. It was like about another girl that was, um, you know, battling with depression and self-harm. And I was like, my eyes were open. I'm like, wait, nobody talks about this. And I'm at like a church thing and they're talking about it. And it was connected to God. So I was like, okay, that was like the first time that the Lord knocked on my heart, on, on the doors of my heart. Um, and then, and then there were different times. Um, another time was like at a, 
retreat that we had at that same high school. They had a retreat once a year for all the students, freshman retreat. That was another time. And then what really did it was the lay ecclesial movement that my husband and I became a part, ended up becoming a part of. Um, it was a movement started in Colombia 20, maybe 25 years ago now, um, and was making their way to the U.S. Since my mom was in charge of the, was the director for the Office of Evangelization, they had to go to her to ask for permission to begin this movement in the diocese, in the archdiocese. So when my mom met with the missionaries, um, my Alexa's going off. When my, when my mom went, met with the missionaries, she said, wow, this um, ministry sounds incredible for the archdiocese, but also for my daughter in the back of her mind. She's like, I got to get my kid to this. So she like slowly started inviting me to their events and there was a retreat and the retreats of this um, movement are known are you to, allowed be to say the name of it. Yeah, it's called, um, in Spanish, it's called Lazos de Amor Mariano. In Spanish, in English, it's called Bonds of Marian Love. So okay. it's a very Marian movement. Yeah. Um, and kind of similar to Emmaus. I think more people are familiar with Emmaus. Uh, maybe it's been in the U.S. longer. Um, but, um, yeah, so it was just coming to the, to the U.S. Had to go through my mom. She got me to go to one of their events. And at one of their events, one of the missionaries invited me to the retreat that they were holding. And like I said, these retreats are known to be life-changing. I had no idea. I was in this process of when my mom invites me to things, I'm just going to start saying yes because I'm going to start trying, mm. quote unquote, trying God to find joy. Um, so I was in this process. I was like, if my mom invites me to mass, okay, I'll go. She invites me to this concert, I'll go. If someone invites me to an event, I'll go just to see. So they invited me to this retreat. And I said, yeah. And I remember telling my mom that night, I'm like, mom, I want to go to this retreat, but I know myself tomorrow. I'm going to say no. Don't let me say no. She said, okay. So it came the next day. And sure enough, I said, mm, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> um, I have better things to do, like watch Snooki and Jay Wow and eat Cheetos and cookies and cream ice cream in my bed. <laughs> and you are so, a Jersey Shore fan, Jersey Shore fan. For sure. Yeah, I was Yeah, in it. All the good influences in my life. <laughs> and so, and so um, up until the last minute, I had the missionaries calling me, trying to convince me. And so I was like two hours late to that retreat, but I finally said yes. Um, and I went and the retreat was life changing. Um, after that, I started thinking about the friends that I had. Um, I wanted to like just start listening to different music, um, changing, you know, certain things on social media. Um, and Three months after that retreat, I actually went back to the same retreat, but in Spanish. And it wasn't until this retreat, after this retreat was when my life did like a full 180. I mean, everything changed. I stopped hanging out with people, stopped talking to people, different music. I like my whole life I wanted to give to the Lord. I started posting on Instagram like quotes about the saints and the rosary and like just started. Are you dressing. still in high school at this time? I was in high school. This was my sophomore year. So your sophomore year of high school, you start posting things about God. Yeah. And it helped. I guess it somewhat helped that after freshman year, I left that Catholic high school and I started going to my local public high school, which helped, I think, getting away from that environment because now I was in a new school. I didn't really know anybody. Um, so there were, there were no crowds for me to do anything. I was just getting to know people. 
Um, and I lived this retreat in the fall. So I really had no chance to mess up anything. It was just all brand new. And then I lived this retreat. So things changed for me really quick. Um, and my sophomore year. Yeah. So people didn't really know what I was like, if I was partying and drinking, or if I was a holy saint talking about the rosary and the, nobody knew like yeah, brand new happened very quickly. Um, I was just always like a nice kid that was friendly to everybody. I was really focused on my schoolwork because I didn't really know anybody. So like I had my friends and I would laugh with people and, but that's it. And, and, and then after my sophomore year, my mom's like, what do you think about homeschooling? I'm like, oh, that's fine with me. And so my last few years I was homeschooled. Um, and that really gave me the flexibility to be able to be a missionary full time. And, um, you're just I, a missionary. You're yeah, I became a missionary. So we became, um, missionaries. I met my husband, um, we started dating after a year or two in, of me in the movement. Um, and we spent, I guess, all of our teenage years serving the Lord in this movement, um, leading retreats, leading consecrations to Jesus through Mary. We have our own version of the total consecration to Jesus through Mary from St. Louis de Montfort. Yep. Um, so leading consecration classes, leading retreats, leading prayer groups, just really this movement was um, total new evangelization, helping other people grow closer to the Lord. That was just our life. We were just on fire. Um, and we still are just in a different state of life. But we were young and single in the sense that we were not married. We didn't have kids, my husband and I. And so we had the time and the availability to dedicate our entire lives to this. Um and so that's what we did for years. And then I went to college. I went to Franciscan. How did Franciscan help you uh, go to even deeper? Yeah. Um, Franciscan opened my eyes to see that um, Franciscan is beautiful. And I say it over and over again. College costs an arm and a leg, but I would happily give all of my money to Franciscan over and over again. Wow. Even for... Wow. And I was only on campus for a year. And then I finished my studies with Franciscan online because I very quickly got engaged and moved back home. But even for just the environment and that experience, like, and, and people, you know, I've heard parents of kids going to college argue over like, oh, do we want to pay all the money just, just so my kid could have the college experience or this college experience is so worth it. I mean, just the community that I had, the friendships that I had, the way that you're now an adult, right? Because you're at college, you're moving away from home on your own. And there are so many opportunities for you to grow in your faith. Now you're learning how to be an adult and, and, um, living your faith and and incorporating your faith into that so now i'm my i'm on my own nobody's telling me to do my homework no one's telling me to go to mass no one's telling me on my own i'm learning how to be responsible with my classes um learning how to be responsible with my faith so many people go to daily mass the lines for confession are ridiculous um people are joining these households on their own praying together with their friends on their own going to holy hours and going to visit our Lord in adoration on their own before finals, the Porchankala, which is our little ador perpetual adoration chapel is ridiculous. Is that um, what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Porchankala. That's what we call it. It's a little house. It's a little chapel. And uh, is this, isn't that the name of the uh, small little church in Assisi? Yeah. yeah. And that's why we call That's why it's called that. Yeah. Wow. That was St. Francis's favorite church. 
Yeah. It still is standing today if you go to Assisi. I it's have. Yeah. It's my dream. It's one of my dreams. I visited Steubenville in, uh, for a full weekend, maybe about four days in, I think it was 2004, possibly 2005. And I, I was only there for like three or four days. But man, like I, I remember because it was before I went into the seminary. So when I met with Archbishop Myers, I actually asked him, I was like, hey, listen, can I please go to Steubenville for the college seminary? Because I knew they had one there or whatever, something like that. And he was like, oh, no, we have our own, you know, so we have to do our own. But like, I want to go to Steubenville so bad just from spending that one weekend there. Yeah. So very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and I also went to one of their um, youth retreats before going to school there. But it was kind of always a given for me that I'd go to school there because my mom went there. Oh, and really? God, yeah, she did. She graduated from there. And thank God I fell in love with my faith um, before so, then. So much fruit. There's so much fruit from that. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah, and if you're listening, there are Steubenville conferences mm-hmm. uh, for for youth that, you know, even before college, just, just look into that. They have like Steubenville Conference East, Steubenville Conference West. Unfortunately, I've never been, but I hear amazing things about them. Yeah, all over the U.S. And they have young adult conferences and conferences like for anybody in ministry. They have Bible conferences. I think even pre uh, conferences for priests. Um so tons of conferences, just good stuff all around. Yeah. And so so I went to Franciscan. I was I studied theology, um, was there for a year because I got engaged and moved back home and finished. Oh, you were my- only there for one year? I was only on campus for one year. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then I finished, I graduated with Franciscan online. Got so, it. Yeah. yeah, I do have my degree from Franciscan. And yeah, I can't say enough good things. I love Franciscan. I love Franciscan. But uh, anyway, you got married, you got married young. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I got married. I was 20 years old when I got married. Um, wow. Yeah. And so and then very quickly had one baby, two baby, three babies and studied throughout all of that and worked throughout all of that. You married for, for what, six years now? Yeah. Okay. All right. You got married and now you have a, a ministry. You have a business. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about Theotokos kids. Let's yeah. let's, plug it. let's so talk about it. Yeah. So I was a mom to my first little girl. And in being a mom to my first little girl, I saw all, all of the new baby things, moms that were moms with babies 10 years ago and that are having babies now. They're like, oh my gosh, everything's completely changed. Like now having a baby is it's kind of sad, but it's like a novelty. There are so many little things like before having a baby, it's like, everybody's having babies, you know, just get the car seat, get the stroller, do your thing. It's a baby. But now it's like all the, I guess, cause I don't know, people are maybe having like one kid. So it's like a big event. So we got to get like all the special little things. So there were a lot of businesses with special little things, a lot of mom run businesses and, and specialty things for babies. And I saw a lot of mom run businesses and obviously I'm a new mom. So I'm like, "Mm," I was thinking of like my work situation and wanting to make money for my family. And how do I do that? And I'm like, I see all these other moms that are staying home with their kids and they're super successful with their businesses. I'm like, I love business. I got to find me something to do. I'm like, I have to make something. What do I do? And that's not how to start a good business is the idea has to come first. You can't force the idea. But anyway, all this was like stirring in me. I'm like, I want to do something. And so um, I'm like, well, I need a, a need. There needs to be a need. I'm like, where's what's the need? Um, and so as my 
first daughter grew a little bit, very interested, obviously, in teaching and raising my kids in the faith and teaching them about my faith. So I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I saw the need. I said, I'm going to create Montessori materials. So basically wooden materials to teach kids about the faith. So Theotokos kids began as a, the initial idea was for toys. Okay. Nobody knows that because I haven't shared it yet. Um, okay. I don't know that it'll ever be toys, um, but it started as toys and I had a whole business proposal um, with like a list of like 10 toys. I still have them. Uh, so maybe one day it'll be something. You but created them yourself? We got to the point of creating prototypes. Got it. So I created the business proposal and the idea. So I would say, I want a toy that looks like this, but does this and has this messaging and kind of like this, but changing this. And we connected with a toy maker in Ecuador and um, it just didn't work out. Like the Lord had a plan because around the same time, I was purchasing books for, um, there were like a book popping up here and another book popping up here of beautiful Catholic books. There weren't many, there were like one or two and those were the only like one or two. So obviously on my baby registry, I needed the one or two because I'm like, I'm going to teach my kids about the faith. You buy other books. I want these books. So I bought those books and I remember my one-year-old, I had her little library set up in the playroom and she pulls out this $20 book, Catholic book that I bought with my $20 is not cheap. And she rips a page out. I'm like, no, thank you. We're taking this back out in 10 years. You're never touching this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is why we can't have nice things. So I'm like, I need board books. That's all she's allowed to have is board books because I'm not paying $20 for another book for her to rip it. So I was like, okay, all you're getting is board books. And so my husband says books. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I'm like, okay, babe, but they have to be board books. So we were thinking, we're like, okay, he says books. And I'm like, okay, what kind of books? Um, what kind of ages are they going to be for? What, you know, how we were just brainstorming. Like, what? It, so we went to Barnes and Noble. We went to like all these places to look at like the different covers of books, the different pages, the different sizes, the different illustrations, the words. Like, are these going to be longer text books? Are they going to be short books? What, you know, what, what are they going to look like? And um, I don't know whose idea it was. Maybe it was his to do board to do books on the saints. And I said, okay. And I saw similar concepts um, in other markets um, about different themes. But there were board books on simple themes for young kids. Um, there were biography books for young kids. And I saw similar ideas and there were, there were some ideas that were in English and in Spanish. Oh, and another problem that we had was that the few books that we did have were in English and we made it a point and we decided that we were only going to speak to our kids at home in Spanish because it's easier to learn English at school than it is to learn Spanish later on. And that's what my parents did with me. They only spoke to me in Spanish. Spanish was my first language. And very quickly, when I was three in preschool uh, or in daycare, I learned English, just playing with the other little girls. And now I know both perfectly. Thank God I kept up with the Spanish from speaking to my grandparents and family members. Um, so those two things were important, sharing our faith and speaking Spanish to our kids. So the board books that we had, because we did find like some board books on the faith, like about Jesus or whatever. Um, None too in depth, 
maybe like Christian board books on like Easter and Jesus. They were in English. So I would have to translate on the spot to my kid, which is annoying and uncomfortable for me and not a good experience for my kid because they're like waiting for me to think of the word to translate wasn't fun. So anyway, we came up with board books on the saints for kids. And from the beginning, we knew that they had to be in English and in Spanish because I said there have to be other parents like me who either want to speak to their kids in Spanish, either want to teach them the language or don't speak English at all. Um, and since I wanted Spanish books for my kids, I would have to ask friends that would come from South America to bring me books when they would come. I'm like, find me any books on the faith. It's just so I, I'm able to read to my kid in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we, we knew that they had to be in Spanish. And so um, that's how Theotokos kids came to be. That's, how, how, yeah, that's what started. How is it? I mean, because it's, I've looked at your, your website. I mean, it's so, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is so professional. You know, I mean, this is, I, I, I got to get their website designer to, to do mine. Um, how would you say, cause there is a lot of, a lot of Catholic material out there. What is different about Theotokos kids than other Catholic children's books? Yeah. So what sets us apart, one is the high quality. We knew from the beginning, and I guess this is from studying business and marketing and being in that world and in that headspace that I knew that anything Anything can sell well if you market it well. I knew that the marketing had to be a top priority. Yeah. And That's yeah. And so really good. I'm looking at your website right now. Yeah. Thank you. So we knew that that needed to be a, a top priority. And so you're um, saying that everything is on is there's an uh, one option in English and another in Spanish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking right now. And like, for instance, you have. Uh, 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 Theotokos Kids, a book on St. Teresa Lisieux. That book is offered in English and in Spanish. Yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's not one book with both languages. It's either in English, which is their book, and then in Spanish. So they're two different copies. Oh, okay. All right. Put it a little bit closer to the screen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a little dark over there. So, but, uh, and I'll, I'll put on the, the, uh, it's, uh, theotokoskids.com, right? Theotokoskids.com. Yeah, and I'll put the, all the links into the show notes and, uh, you know, the social media, things like that. But, wow, you even have one on Blessed Carlos Acutis already. We do. Yeah, we do. That was you one of really, our – That's – I mean, talk about a high schooler into his faith. Yeah, he we died. fell in love with him. He well, died, did he die at the age of, like, 15, 16? 15, yeah. Wow. 15. Yeah, his story is ridiculous. I remember when – or just before he was going to be beatified, my husband and I um, found out about him and fell in love with him. And so we said, we have to, because there's nothing on him either. We said, we have to. So I'm looking here. It says best books on the market. Yeah. Uh, heavy duty to keep up with, um, wait, heavy duty. Oh, yeah. the binder, the heavy duty binder to keep up with busy family life. So it's not easy for the kids to rip them up. Right. Yeah, which right. was our priority. And so we knew that we wanted to focus on the marketing, uh, on quality, and... Um, also visually attractive to little kids. Yeah, um, so little kids look at them and they like them. So we knew we wanted to have um, fun and visually attractive uh, illustrations. And so we wanted for kids, and this was my husband, because um, today I guess it's popular to be very monochromatic, 
neutral colors, especially for babies. Like mom want moms want their babies in neutral colors. So and and with Montessori too, it's very popular for things to be the natural color of the wood. The nat so this was where my brain was. And then my husband comes in and says books, and then he says they have to be colorful. I'm like, what? But thank God I listened to him. So he's like, babe, we need bright color. We, we need them to be colorful and lively. And we didn't want anything tacky. So we didn't want like, so obviously before we got started, we like picked our, you know, in our brand guide and our color, the colors that we would use. Um, but we wanted them to be attractive so that when a little kid saw it, a little kid would want to read it. A little kid would want to go into it just like if it were a Disney book or a Disney movie or something like that, just something that would catch their eye. And we've heard from so many parents that this is their kid's favorite book, that they see it in their library, and this is the one that they grab. And even my girls, like I get giddy when I like find my two-year-old sitting on her bed and she's like flipping through our book but it's because it's the one that she chose she doesn't know who wrote it but it's the one that she chose because it's so cute yeah no and yeah. that's the thing. so it's not just that you like uh, produce these books or you actually write them you're the author yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you and your husband are you the authors of every book so we together wrote the first three books um, and our next two books are actually um, going to be written by a Mariologist for okay. our Mary, Marian collection. A close friend of ours, actually, the sub-director of the movement that we love so much, the, of the Marian movement that we met in and that we were part of. So right now, currently, you have three. Yeah, currently we have three books. And it, all right, so, and it says here, we already talked about the fact that it's authored in both English and Spanish, but yeah. also these books, before they're um, uh, sold or uh, put out on the market, they, it says stories vetted by theologians. Yeah. Yeah, so written by theologians. So I studied theology, so I can call myself a theologian. And oh, then, got it, got it. Yeah, but not just me. Um, our books, um, by the grace of God, are carried by EWTN on their website. And before EWTN will sell anything, they have their theologians. Oh, I'm sure. At everything. Sure. How were you able to partner with them? How did were you able to partner with EWTN? So I actually work for EWTN full time. You do right now. I do, yeah. You work for EWT. Yeah, maybe you gotta mention that like in the first five minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't like to mention it. I don't like to mention it, but I mentioned Why not? it. Why not? What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I keep it under wraps, but I do and I love it and it's my favorite. Can I ask you what you do for EWT? Yeah, I'm a writer. <clears throat> I'm a writer for EWTN. So my official um title is bilingual content creator. So I write content for them. Um I oh. write for um I write ebooks. Um, I Where write. Can we find your stuff. Um, if you go on ewtn.com and you go to the seasons and feast day pages, that's a new project that we've been working on. It has um, all of the seasons and feast days in a Q and A form. And so, let's say there's a question. There, it's a feast day of Mary Magdalene. In your e in your inbox, if you sign up for our emails, it will say, you know, today we celebrate the Feast of Mary Magdalene, a little bit about her. We have a special page on her where we answer questions such as, um, was Mary Magdalene Jesus's wife? Who was Mary Magdalene? All these things. And then we're, we offer a free ebook. And the reason why we do this is so that um, when people search these questions, so the most Google questions on Mary Magdalene, on St. Bartholomew, on John the Baptist, on on Christmas, on all these seasons and feasts, they get the real answers. 
so that when people ask, was Mary Magdalene Jesus's wife, you don't have some bogus website saying, yeah, he, she was one of his five wives. You know, you get the real the real stuff with the real good answers. Um, and so uh, you're gonna have to, we're going to have to get the link to that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'll send why do you keep it on wraps? It's an amazing thing. I guess it's awesome. I don't know. I don't know. So, so uh, all right. but yeah. All right. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but let's get back to Theotokos kids here. So, all right. And, but you, you partner with them. It's theotokoskids.com. Yeah. Uh, heavy duty to keep up with great binders, visually attractive stories vetted by theologians, authored in both English and Spanish. And right now you have a book on St. Teresa Lisieux, yeah. St. Gianna Beretta Mola, Beretta Mola, St. Gianna Beretta Mola and blessed Carlo Acutis. Yeah. All right. And now you also have two more coming up. So let's talk about your Marian collection. Yeah, I am so excited. So actually, as of the airing of this podcast, if it airs on Wednesday, we're going to launch all of this good stuff on Friday. But I guess your listeners will get the special sneak peek. We haven't even announced this on um, Instagram yet, but I guess by the time this launches, we will. Well, so I, you know, I don't know if they'll all listen the same day. So yeah, so you're gonna your product yeah. is launching on September 1st? It's available for, yeah. The, okay. So our new Marion collection, will drop all the details. We're launching a new Marion collection, which consists of two new board books, the stories of Our Lady of Guadalupe and Our Lady of Fatima. Wow. And with that, we'll be launching uh, a plush doll on Our Lady of Guadalupe um, and then some matching prints and sticker bundles. Um, and that will be available through a platform called Kickstarter. So it will be available first for the month of September from when it starts from September 1st to October 1st, it will be available for pre-order on Kickstarter. And then when, and then it will be available for pre-order just on our website. Is that kickstarter.com? Kickstarter.com. Yeah. If you go to Kickstarter, if you go to kickstarter.com and search Theotokos kids um, or even Catholic children, it'll come up. Got it. But not till September 1st. You can find it now. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. That, that, all right. So yeah. you got, all right. So you have three books already. Uh, you have two coming up, the Marion collection. I want to talk a little bit more about the Marion collection, but yeah. uh, just in general, a question about your books, how, like, how long are they? Are there a specific amount of pages? What type of information, like how do you take the life of a saint? Wh what age are, are your books? Oh, I'm sorry. What age of children are your books for? Like very, very young, a certain age. So let me ask that. What ages are these appropriate for? And then how do you take the life of a saint and put it into a children's book? Yeah. So we say they're for ages zero to 10. People see a board book and would automatically think like, oh, it's for a baby. But the board book, we created them specifically so heavy duty so that babies can go through them on their own. And something else that was important to us was that the um, illustrations were lively, but that also you can see sacramentals um, and the life of, uh, you know, Catholic life in the illustration so that a baby that can't read yet or a two-year-old who's just sitting there flipping through the pages of whatever book can see images like of our Blessed Mother, can see images of a family going to mass together, can see images of images like that. Um, so they can take it in on their own because mom can't sit there 24 seven reading to them. And there were so many times where, and this is where the idea came from too. My daughters would be in their playroom 
and I would have them like with their little baby gate while I cook dinner. So they're safe in there and they go through everything on their own. So they'll pick up whatever random book and they'll just be sitting there looking through things. So I wanted to make sure that kids who could be babies could be able to grab it on their own and self catechize. I mean, really instruct themselves on the faith, looking at these images of a crucifix of communion of things like that. Um, of, there's a, an image of Carlo Cutis receiving communion and, um, and so, okay, so those are for the littler kids. And then the text is simple enough to where a child that's first learning to read, which was, oh my gosh, we were just in Ecuador um, and a four-year-old little girl, it was beautiful because I had never seen like a child in person reading, a little child reading our book. And she goes, and she starts reading it slowly. And I'm like, <gasps> it's like, it, it was coming to life. But a four-year-old began to read our book, which four is very early to read. Anyway, she's she was advanced. But where a, a four, five, six-year-old children just learning to read, they can also pick up the book and and read it. The 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 letters are simple enough. And then children that are um, I say like seven to ten can pick up the book and read it to their siblings, or can pick up the book and still learn an in-depth um, biography of the saint or an in-depth teaching an in-depth that's age appropriate for ages zero to 10. People might ask how that's possible and I'll explain in a second, um, but an in-depth um, story, biography on the life of the saints and an in-depth um, like theological lesson. They learn yeah, virtues. Yeah. yeah, they learn virtues. I want to read these for myself. I don't have kids. Yeah, right? they're good. <laughs> I have to send you one. I'm going to write that down. I'll send you one. Tell me what you're Send doing. me about 20. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, totally kidding. Is Try to get them at, oh, well, you're not at a party. Oh, party yeah. oh my gosh. But yeah. yeah. And so, and so one of our goals too, which each of, each of these stories begins with, um, at least these. So I'll talk a little bit about this one and then, and then the last couple of minutes on the Marion collection, but each of these, um, biographies begin with the saint as a baby. So right here, that's St. Therese when she was born. Wow. And there's Louis and Zaylee and, and um, their four other daughters. It's really beautiful. Thank Do you. you. Yourself too? Are you an artist? No, we have an illustrator. Got it. Awesome. Yeah, we have an illustrator. And so um, each of the stories begin when they were a baby to show, to show children that the saints were born into families just like them. So at least me growing up, I used to think of the saints or see statues of them in church. And you see them like this. You think, oh, like they were born praying. They died praying. They did nothing but pray. And basically they look like this their entire life. The yeah, same. Yeah, That's what yeah. I thought. Uh -huh. But we're showing them that, no, these they were born to families just like you. They went to school just like you. They had dinner with their families. They played soccer. They played video games. And now they are um, they get to enjoy the eternal reward of heaven. It's not so far off. They did the same things that you do. Um, and so each of the books starts with them as a baby. Each of the books shows them with their families um, in family life, going to school. They have images of, of them going to school. Um, and each of the books has a theme. And so that that will come across throughout the book. And so St. Therese, um, her theme is obviously loving in little ways, but also a beautiful theme that comes about naturally, which we didn't intend, but it comes about in St. Therese is the um, topic of eternity, because in the book of St. Therese, it touches on her mother dying. And it says, you know, how, how Therese was very sad. And it's crazy because all of these 
all of these stories, and I guess that'll be the next question that you ask, is like, how do we turn the life of the of, of a saint into a story for kids? You have to be very careful about the, the um, points of their life that you want to choose, and then how you're going to explain them, and what is the message that we want to bring about by explaining them. So St. Therese, very sad. You know, her mom dies, but in the Christian life, death is not the end and death is not so sad. It's sad. Yeah. For a moment, but it's not like <gasps> despair. It's not. And these are the big, big theological concepts that are um, foundational in the Christian life that sometimes parents have difficulty explaining to their kids or want to explain it, but don't know how. Um, and these books bring up the conversation and it explains them in a, in, in a simple way. And so, for example, just the fact that St. Therese's mom dies here. St. Therese was sad, but her sisters help her, um, you know, help bring her joy again. And then she enters the convent and then everything. And then at the end, each of these books ends with the saint entering into heaven. At the end of the book, St. Therese um, meets jesus at the gates of heaven and her blessed mother and her parents oh my gosh that's that's powerful that's amazing yeah so it's not so sad because saint therese won the eternal reward of heaven yeah. and then she gets the reward of being able to meet her parents again so it's not so sad so so that's the theme there um saint gianna touches on the theme of um giving of yourself um completely which she does when she decides to um, choose her child's life over hers. And then obviously all of these topics are touched on in a very gentle way um, where we're touching on, you know, what actually happened, um, but in a way that's appropriate for kids and still touches on things. Um, you have to be very careful with how you word things. Sure. I'm yeah. thinking of like, how do I say, you know, how do you use a word to describe what happened in a way that a three-year-old will understand or in a way to, that a three-year-old is not asking mom what's this what's this with every other page maybe there might be one big word like um, eucharist is used in carlo Cuti's book um, so maybe a child will ask what's eucharist and you can explain that but we're not we're not adding words like transubstantiation holy sacrifice of the mat it's simple terms yeah yeah um, so and then blessed carlo Cuti's focuses on um how many pages Oh, tw uh, I think it's 28. When did you launch the product? Uh, when, when did you guys uh, start this? Yeah, so um, St. Therese's Feast Day, October 1st, 2021. Yeah. And how's it going so far? How's, I mean, you don't have to tell, but like, but how's business going? How, is yeah, it, it's has going it been successful. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, It and it's been, it's been so beautiful to see the success. Um, it's not like overnight success, overwhelming. And I work full time. My husband works full time. We have three kids. We recently bought a house. We've seen the success of the business um, show a direct correlation in the time that we put into it. So there are different seasons in life. You know, uh, last year when our girls were starting school or last or um, last year when we bought this house and it was our daughter's first birthday and the whole deal, we weren't actively promoting our books or wow. actively writing another book. Um, so it's seasons, but then maybe there'll be down 
down seasons um, where we have more time because things are calmer in life. And so we have more time in the evenings or early mornings where we can promote them or call wholesale, you know, call bookstores to sell them. And, um, and so there's a direct correlation, but, um, but the people that have seen and received our books have nothing but beautiful things to say. And we hear beautiful testimonies on um, little children that receive them and um, parents that, you know, are overwhelmed in with gratitude for us. And, and they thank us for writing these books. They say that these books are a blessing to their family. Um, and so it's a gift. It's really an honor to even be able to do this because we really do see it as a ministry and how many families that we're serving and, um, and the, and, and to see the more than the high quality, the in-depth message that's being shared in these books, the, the theological message that's being shown at, or shared in at this age level is a gift. Even I feel to me personally, because there's nothing like it for this age level. There are other board books and there are other beautiful board books, but this theologically in-depth message, um, the virtues that are being shown um, the, the theological concepts, the concepts of, of our faith that are being shown at this young age, um, it's a gift. So how how often do you plan on like publishing new books? Yeah, a couple a year, uh, two a yeah. year? Yeah, our, our goals have changed. So right at the beginning, we're, we were very, um, what do you say, overachieving. So we're like two in the spring, two in the fall. <laughs> That's okay. crazy, especially because it's just us and yeah, um, yeah. Just us. yeah, we're the marketing people. We're the we're the, um, the yeah, we're the authors. We're the marketing people. We're the managers. We're the um, contact wholesale people. We're the you really know, the, the distributor and everything. Distributor, everything, everything, everything is us. Publishers, um, authors. And you have three young kids. And we have three young kids. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I pray it's successful. Well, mm -hmm. it already is. But, and plus, you know, I'm sure, uh, I, I hope is the fact that you work for EWTN helping you and that it's also on their website. Yeah. So, um, yes. Thank God we have um, incredible wholesalers. They're available on the EWTN religious catalog website. They're available through the Catholic company. They're available through. Um, uh, huge gift shops, like a gift shop down in Alabama um, at the Blessed uh, Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament, the El Nino gift shop, it's there, um, a gift shops in Texas. Um, hopefully, oh, gift shop in Ave Maria, just a, a whole bunch of gift shops. So we're focusing on our wholesale partners and then um, through word of mouth and people that have loved us online and on Instagram share about us on Instagram. So our main places we sell is our website market through Instagram and then through our wholesalers. Do you want to say anything uh, specific about the new, the two Marian books that are coming out? I do. I do. Yes, I do. So, okay. So this is a project that has me super nervous and I feel like I'm about to embark on a roller coaster. So for those that are um, not familiar with Kickstarter, Kickstarter is a platform that allows uh, entrepreneurs bring projects to life. And so we decided to bring our Marion collection to Kickstarter because the initial cost of printing these books is extremely high, especially because of the high quality that we want to make sure that we create them with. Um, and we purchase our books in large quantities to bring down the cost, but it's very expensive. Board books are very expensive. Um, maybe that's why there aren't as many. Um, so 
what does Kickstarter do for you? Why Kickstarter? Yeah, why Kickstarter? So what Kickstarter allows us to do is to share our project up front, share this idea with the world. This is what we want to do. And it allows people that love the project, so people that love uh, Theotoko's kids that believe in our mission, to support this mission up front so that we're able to bring this project to life. So right now we have a goal of $20,000 that we need to raise from September 1st to October 1st to be able to bring this project to life, to be able to send our books to production and to be able to um, send this doll to production. So to be able to launch the Marion Collection, that is a um, that is a little less than what the Marion Collection is going to cost to launch. But the way that, the, the way that Kickstarter works is that um, you have approximately 30 days, we have 30 days to reach your goal if you reach that goal within the 30 days, they give you the money and you're able to take that money to launch your product. Really? If you do not reach the goal, you do not get any of it. And so that's why we're really nervous on the edge of our seats and praying all these days so that we reach so our if goal. If you raise $15,000, they just keep it? Yep. Well, they don't keep it. Nobody gets anything. So the, the people that gave their money are not they charged. Get, oh, they get it back. Yeah, they get it back. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So it's safe for people. It's safe for the backers, they call them the supporters of the of the project to give freely. Their money's not going to be lost. If we don't make our goal, they get their money back. And well, if the we Mary do collection, the two books on Mary, Our Lady of Fatima and Our Lady of Guadalupe, they are not available for purchase September 1st. They're available, they're available for pre-order September. Pre-order on Kickstarter. On Kickstarter. And then after then, they will be available for pre-order on our website. Got it. But so, but not only are you purchasing the book on Kickstarter, you're also asking for donations on Kickstarter. Is that true? Or is it just one or the other? So the way that Kickstarter works is that people contribute. These are the terms that Kickstarter uses. This is my first Kickstarter. So I'm equally excited and nervous. Um, so people can contribute to the project. They can pledge a certain amount, pledge to give a certain amount. And for that pledge, they receive a reward. There are different reward tiers. This is how Kickstarter works. So if you pledge to give, let's say $15, the reward that you will receive is, a, is one of our books, is a copy of one of our books. If you pledge $150, the reward that you will receive is the super deluxe Merriam package, which comes with all five of our books, a doll, all of the prints. All. So, so there are different levels, and there are different levels, obviously, in between 15 and 150. There are different levels that people can choose to pledge at, and at these different levels, people will be given rewards. So in a sense, it's like a pre-order of the books, in another sense, people can choose to pledge however much they want to help us achieve this goal. And they can receive the the, the books that they want. Um, so, so yeah. Wow, that's exciting. September 1st. Okay, so I'll put the, the link for sure. But how can people find it like right this second on Kickstarter? So right this second, you can go to kickstarter.com and search Theotoko's Kids. Theotokos kids or Catholic children. We come up yeah. there too. Um, and probably if you search Marion collection, we'll probably come up there as well. 
All right. Well, I'm excited. This is exciting. Oh, all right. So this is great. I think it's awesome. I think it's really beautiful. I think it's very needed. I think it's powerful. Uh, I hope that I pray that people support you and your husband in this ministry, um, especially for the, be the betterment of families and, and children. So you have a lot of great content on your website, theotokoskids.com. That's theotokoskids.com. T-H-E-O-T-O-K-O-S kids.com. So, uh, listen, check it out. What else could we say before we sign off here? What else? Uh, is there anything else that we need to plug any links that we need to talk about? What else can we say? The only thing I'd say is for now, please share this Kickstarter far and wide. Even if you just share the link, um, that would mean the world to us. If you believe in the mission and love the mission, um, please share the Kickstarter with, with everybody that, you know, and sign up for our emails on our website. If you go to our website, a little pop-up will show up on the screen. That's a sign up for our email. So you don't miss any information on this new collection that's going to launch. Um, and you get a 10% off coupon when you do. So awesome. And where can people find you on social media? Yeah. On social media, on Instagram, we're Theotokos kids official. Um, so Theotokos kids, just like father, just, um, spelled out official O F F I C I A L. And then on Facebook as well, Theotokos kids official on Facebook. Amazing. Powerful. Veronica Cabrera, Cabrero. Did I say that right? Caballero. 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 I got people it. don't even try. They just go the Caballero and I go with it. All right. All right. Thanks cool. for trying. It's ridiculous. I need to learn Spanish. I've, I took two years in high school. I took two semesters in the seminary and I'm just, I'm, I'm bad. So I'm just not good with languages. I tried French too. It's just start with a book. I'll send you, I'll send you a book in English and in Spanish and then you can compare and translate. Okay. Oh, hey, that, that's good. That's good. That's good. It's simple enough language. Well, listen, this is awesome. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for getting into the background. I think it's also powerful because I think that, it would be encouraging for some parents of teenagers and for teenagers themselves to listen to this, to see how the Lord worked in your life as a teenager. Um, and uh, yeah, prayers for you. Uh, I'd be nice to meet your husband someday. Uh, God bless you. I'm going to ask our listeners right now to pray for you, to pray for your family, to pray for your ministry and your business. How old are your kids, by the way? Five, almost four and two. Wow. Powerful. Amazing. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Praise you, Jesus Christ, for what you have done in Veronica's life and Alan's life. And wow. Awesome. Powerful. I'm going to sign off officially, but then you and I will still be able to talk. All right. Okay. Thank Theotokos you so kids, much. check it out. Kickstarter.com. Theotokos kids. God bless. I'll put all the links in the show notes on the YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Peace in the Middle East. God bless. Thank you for joining me for another episode of A Holy Mess Podcast. Please see the show notes in the description for this episode for more details and information about the topic and or the guest. You will find links and resources there to supplement this episode and help you along your messy but holy journey. Please also like, comment, subscribe, download, rate, review, and share all episodes. I want to thank Mike Mangione for providing me with the podcast theme song, Can You Love Me Falling, from his album, Red-Winged Blackbird Man. Finally, please note that while me, I, whatever the grammar is, Father Paul Hulis, while I am a priest for the Archdiocese of Newark, a holy mess with his holy mess podcast is not affiliated with the Archdiocese of Newark in any way, including 
fundraising efforts. This podcast is purely the personal hobby, product, and evangelization effort of Father Paul Hulis. Please join us again next time for another holy mess of an episode. Peace! Peace!